Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk with Bob, Teacher Talk. Um, this is the discipline classroom management uh, edition or segment of the podcast. So this is basically for uh, new teachers, but uh, maybe some uh, older teachers that uh, are having discipline issues in the classroom. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an English teacher at a high school level. I've, this is, uh, I'm going into uh, year 29, I think, of teaching. So I'm not saying I know everything, but I know a little bit. I've been around a little bit. So here's some things that I think will help teachers with classroom management and discipline. The first thing that I can think of is to keep the kids busy. If the kids are busy and working, then you're not going to have discipline issues. Most discipline issues occur, in my opinion, when kids are bored, when they don't have anything to do, or they finish something really quickly and you don't have something else for them to work on if they finish early. So keep the kids busy and that automatically reduces your discipline issues. Another thing I would say is to start when the bell rings. Too many teachers, especially new teachers, when the bell rings to start class, they sit down at the computer and they try to take roll and, you know, they're yelling at the kids to sit down, stop throwing things and whatever. You can take roll later. When the bell rings, class starts and you should be moving along with a sense of urgency that you convey to the kids. Like, we got stuff to do. We don't have time to be messing around. Let's go. Um, even before class starts, I would say, you know, during passing period, the kids are walking in. Uh, sometimes I'll stand, usually I'll stand at the door and greet kids as they come in. I would say never sit at your desk as kids are coming in. Um, but if I have a especially tough class that has a tough time getting started, I'll walk around the classroom before class starts, like directing kids on what to do. Take out a piece of paper, take out your, and they'll say like, oh, class hasn't even started yet. Yes, it has. You're in here. Let's go. Take out a piece of paper. Um, you should have detailed directions on the board. So, you know, when they walk in, they should be able to look up at the screen or the board and it says like, have a seat, take number one, number two, take out a piece of paper, number three, take out a pencil, you know, put your name in the upper right hand corner, whatever you want them to do, but it, you should be saying it and it should be written out on the board as they come in. Um, and point at the board as you're walking around, talking to kids, telling them what to do, point, direct them towards the board. Hey, look, it's right there. Do what it says. So they're going to think you're crazy and all that stuff. But believe me, it'll save you a lot of trouble during the year. So you also want to discuss the rules early, you know, not maybe not the first thing on the first day, but early on, you know, I, I would definitely do it during the first class talk about the rules that way they know it's important be clear what your expectations are and you know even what the punishments are going to be so you need to have all that figured out ahead of time and make sure that you follow your school discipline policy whatever that is um, I would also say you know call home early in the year if you're having problems with a kid early in the year Call home early, word gets out. Like, hey, Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so called my house. They'll, they'll tell each other. Or sometimes I'll even say, like, hey, I made some phone calls yesterday afternoon for some kids. And, you know, I don't want to call your house, too. So please make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. 
And when you do call home, you know, don't blame the kids. Don't tell the parent that, that this is the worst kid I've ever seen, you know, or what, what the heck are you doing? Don't do that. You know, be nice, be civil and, you know, ask for help. You know, use things like, you know, I, I, re, I really see a lot of potential in so-and-so, but they're having some problems with their behavior. Could you help me out by talking to them about yada, yada, yada? You know, approach it that way, you know, but don't don't automatically put the parent on the defensive right from the beginning. Another thing you can do is if you're having problems with the kid, uh, you know, hold certain kids after class. Uh, you can hold a kid for 30 seconds or a minute during passing period, <clears throat> especially during uh, lunch. If, they, if they're going to lunch, they hate to stay because they're missing all their time with their friends. Or after school, you know, even if they're riding the bus or getting a ride home, you can you can hold them for a minute or two and talk to them. And, you know, other kids will see that too. And they'll think like, oh, I don't want to get, you know, held after class. I don't want to miss lunch with my friends. That'll help too. Um, if you're making phone calls, if you're having little discipline talks with kids after school or, you know, during class, maybe outside in the hallway, you know, uh, document all those things, you know, write it down, the date, the time, uh, you know, what happened. That way, just in case, you know, the parent can, well, you never called me or whatever, or the kid says, well, I, I only got in trouble one time. You have it, you know, written evidence that, you know, that's not true, that it has happened before. So that's another uh, recommendation that I have. Uh, another thing you can do is to walk around with a ref with referrals in your hand. You know, just, hey, I, you know, you need to get busy. You need to be working. Come on, let's go. The questions are on the screen. We already read the story. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You know, please get busy. Just walk around with the referrals in your hand. Um, another thing that I've done is to write out the referral ahead of time. If you have a kid that's always talking or whatever, you know, after you've talked to them, after you've called home, you know, write the referral out ahead of time and you can, you know, call the kid aside in private and talk to the kid and show them the referral. Like, hey, I already got your referral ready. If you do what you're supposed to do, I'm going to tear it up. But if you don't, all I got to do is put the time on it and you're out of here. So let's get busy. Do your work. Um, so try not to embarrass kids, right? Kids don't like to be called out in front of their friends and they feel like they have to, you know, push back if they're embarrassed in front of their friends. You know, don't also don't do mass punishments of the whole class. Everybody's staying late, blah, blah, blah. But uh, again, try not to embarrass the kid. Talk to them, you know, in private. I will take kids to the back of the room and whisper. I'll take them outside in the hallway just for, you know, a few seconds and talk to them. Um, so be careful with that because, you know, who knows what's going on in the room while you're outside, but if it's serious enough, um, you can do that too, if you don't want to wait till after class. So, uh, again, try not to embarrass the kid, but if the kid goes public, like is talking back, if you're being, you know, nice and respectful and calm and the kid is being rude and kind of calling you out in front of the class, you have to go public. You have to do something um, because if you don't, 
then all the other kids are going to start doing that too. Like, oh, so-and-so told Mr. Fuller he didn't care about the rules or whatever. And then, um, you know, that means I can do it too. He's not going to do anything. So if a kid goes public, then you kind of have to go public too, you know? And I'm, I'm again, that kind of contradicts the embarrassed thing. Now, don't like insult the kid, but hey, you're going to stay after class and you know what you're doing is wrong and you, you need to act right and you're not a little kid anymore. So, you know, let's grow up and let's learn and let's do something. Come on. But don't just sit at your desk or and let some kid sass you in front of everybody. Um, th- that'll just lead to a, a whole year of stomach aches and <laughs> stress problems for you. And... Um, Hey, I mean, it sounds kind of dumb and you might not agree with it, but I've always kind of felt like, I don't know, if the kid's going to mess up my day in some way, then I'm going to mess up their day in some way with a phone call or staying after class or something. But I always try to put a, a positive spin on it. Like, hey, you know, all you have to do is come in, sit down, do your work. Don't cause problems. And if you can do that, then, you know, I'll leave you alone. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to make up reasons to pick on you that, you know, I don't have time for that. We have stuff to do. So, you know, tell the kid again, what your expectations are and let them know that you're not out to get them. You are just dealing with something that they started, you know? So, Again, it's not, you know, these are good tips. They're not going to work with every single kid. There are kids that are just, you know, they're kind of, I hate to say it, but they're like so messed up when they get to you that there's not much you can do with them. I'm I'm not saying don't try. Of course, you're going to try and try to help the kids and and help them learn and and have a good life. But there are, you know, occasionally you're going to get a student that is like broken when they get to you. And the best you can do is kind of provide them with a with a uh, a positive space to kind of be in. And you know, as long as they're not being loud and disruptive, uh, sometimes you know kids are messed up, and you, there's not a whole lot you can do for them. Of course, like I said, you try make the phone calls, talk to the counselor. You know, maybe even talk to admin if you have a kid like that just puts their head down every day and refuses to do work. But I wouldn't waste your time and the whole class's time trying to get, you know, one kid to put their name on their paper when, you know, that kid has failed, you know, all their classes for the last three years. And then here they are with you and you're going to somehow save the kid. You know, sometimes the kids have to save themselves, right? You know, you can't always wait for super teacher to come into your life and turn your life around and save you. Sometimes you have to save yourself. So anyhow, so maybe above all of this, just to review, if you keep the kids busy, like when the bell rings, you start and keeping the kids busy, have stuff for them to do throughout the period and you'll have less discipline problems. And another thing, like just real quick, when you're doing your lessons and coming up with your plans, you know, always think like, what is the kid gonna do? Not just what you're gonna do, what is the student gonna do? 
You know, not just how am I going to teach it? What am I going to say? How am I going to present it? What is the kid going to have to produce at the end of the period? And there should be almost every period, there should be some time where the kid is just working. They're reading something or they're answering questions. You know, it should not be you talking for the entire period and the kids just sitting there. They have to do something, you know, and and that's part of keeping them busy. So keep that in mind when you're doing your lessons. What is is the student going to have to do? And another tip is, you know, at the beginning of the year, especially pick up everything, pick up all their work, every period, at least, even if you're not going to grade it, put a check on it, you know, put a plus sign on it, put a happy face on it, put a frowny face on it, but let them know that you're picking up your work, their work, and then uh, that you're looking at it. And you got to put stuff in the grade book early because if they, you know, if they see that they're doing work and it's not really counting for anything, then sooner or later, they're going to stop doing their work. All right. All right, guys. So uh, hang in there. Uh, the first couple of days might be a little bit nerve wracking for you, but uh, you learn so much in that first year. And hopefully, you know, your, your teaching uh, career will be as fulfilling for you as mine has been for me. Because I tell you what, it really has been an honor and a treat to be a teacher all these years. I'm not saying it's fun every second of every day, because it's not. But in general, it's hard for me to think of a better job to have that's more rewarding. Okay? All right. So thanks for joining Teacher Talk with Bob. Bye.